Hey everybody, it's Sean Sewell with the Gamer.com podcast. I'm super excited and grateful to have Quentin Varis on this podcast. Quentin actually had me on his podcast, I believe it was number 11, back in January uh, earlier this year. And he's done a fantastic job of meeting people in the fitness industry and getting them to talk very candidly and deeply about what got them into that industry, their personal pains, um, what they did to overcome their challenges, and how they, they find inspiration in the world. So I find great inspiration in his fit. Uh, 127 Fit Podcast, uh, which is also a top 50 fitness podcast on iTunes, which is pretty freaking awesome. So without further ado, I want to welcome my guest, Quentin Vars. Sean, I uh, really appreciate you having me on your podcast. And like you mentioned, kind of in the introduction there, you were one of my earlier guests back in January. And uh, you've given me a lot of positive feedback and encouragement um, with some of the content I've been bringing through my podcast. So thank you for that. And again, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm super excited to chop it up with you and, and be on the, the opposite end of this podcast world. So oh, it's very exciting. I think um, I'm most excited to do this because you've done such a good job of getting people's uh, stories out there. A lot of people want to know your story. Hmm. So we'll start at the beginning. Who is Quentin? So um, that's a great, great question. Um, if you go to uh, my Facebook page, then I have my personal Instagram page, and then I have the 127 Fit Podcast Instagram page. So be, between those three, you'll kind of gather who I am. And who I am is a free-range fitness podcaster. I'm a writer. I'm a minimalist. I'm a physical culturist, teacher, learner, and last but not least, I'm forever a kid at heart. So those um, words really describe who I am, and those words really kind of just portray the person that, that I am today and the person that I'm trying to be and the person I want to I be um, in, in the days to come as well. That's a great answer. Thank you. I love Thank that. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. You are truly the free-range podcaster you go anywhere and you meet people restaurants and uh, gyms and libraries and for sure get the information out of them it's fantastic yeah so you work with kids um what is your day job so so my my day job is um i'm a a full-time physical education teacher and um i've worked um in the past with uh elementary age kids last year um it was more middle school and then a little bit of high school and then this year it'll be both middle school and high school. Um, so it'll be 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade. Last year, um, it was just, I think, if I remember right, it was 6th through 9th grade. But this year, it's going to be um, kind of the full full gauntlet up until uh, the, the senior year. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I've always kind of, when I got into um, being a physical educator, physical education teacher and things of that nature, I always kind of was like, you know, I, I want to work with high schoolers, I think. Then I had the opportunity to work with the elementary age kids. And, and that's, you know, with the elementary age kids, you know, they'll come up to you, they'll see you in the hallway and say, hey, Mr. Q, and come up and give you a hug. And they, they give you so much love and affection and kind of attention. And, and it's just so fun working with those kids. So I was like, man, I was like, I, I think I really actually enjoy working with the elementary kids. But then I had the opportunity to work with the middle school and, and freshmen this past year um, at my previous school. And, and I really enjoyed that too, kind of like I thought I was going to. And then, so I'm really looking forward to, Sean, um, working with the, the older kids, the kids that are you know juniors and seniors. And, um, and, and the reason why I, I think I'm really going to enjoy that, because I feel like as opposed to the elementary kids where it's like, you know, one of them raises their hand, say, you know, uh, what, Carly? Oh, Mr. Q, I've got to go to the bathroom. And then it's like, okay, that's fine. And then the whole class has to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to, you know, give them some information about nutrition and health and, and all that type of stuff. And, you know, you've got the little kids, like, falling asleep. Like, this one girl, she would always, I'd be, because I'd have, like, this, I called it, called it the traveling whiteboard and I would have like the quote of the day on there and I'm very adamant about my PE classes not being just like about sports like basketball and you know um, tennis and things like that I want my PE classes to to um, really be focused on um, like my my foundation of health and fitness and that is uh, sleep 
uh, nutrition, movement, and mindset. So I really try to instill that stuff into my classes and not, not have my classes just be about um, sports and just kind of like, you know, okay, you're going to come in here, we're going to, you know, play basketball or throw the football around or, or something like that. I want to educate my kids in regards to my health foundation, which I just, which I just stated. So I'd be trying to share that stuff, trying to share the quotes, trying to, you know, kind of teach the kids. And this one little girl, she was in kindergarten and, and, and mind you, they had, uh, you know, the kindergartners always have lunch early in the day. So this was after lunch. It was in the afternoon. I'd look, look over at her and she just, she, she would, she'd be sitting like, you know, kind of like Indian style or with her uh, feet crossed and things of that nature. And she would just have her, she would have her head, you know, down, like her chin would be on her, on her, on her chest and she'd be asleep. And I'd be like, Oh, bummer, man. Like I'm putting, putting the kids asleep, you know? So, so what I'm trying to say is like, there's, with working with with kids, it's it's amazing, and it's an amazing opportunity to work with all types of kids on all different types of like age levels and abilities, because there's always so many amazing things that you can learn. So the younger kids, they provide you um, amazing opportunities to to teach and to learn. But then also with with the older kids, they also provide a great opportunity for you to to teach and to learn from them. So what I'm looking forward to is working with these older kids. They're getting ready to go to college. You know, they're playing sports. We didn't have sports at my last school, so now we have sports. And and I'm going to get to teach a, a strength and conditioning class and things of that nature. And be, really, I think be able to share you know a quote and really have it. Be be impactful to them. I'm really going to be able to teach them and educate them in regards to health and fitness. And I really think they're going to have that opportunity to take that knowledge and apply it to their life to become healthier, stronger, and better. So, um, yeah, I'm super, super excited about working with some, some older kids, um, older than I have in, in the past. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure, that's, for sure. That's more than just an average PE teacher. Right, sure. yeah, no, and that's, and Sean, to be honest, and you know this because you've been on my podcast and we've had a lot of interaction through um, social media and stuff, that's, like, that's something that, that just burns inside of me is I don't ever want to be normal or average and everything I try to do in my life, if everybody is going to be going to the right and – even though I'm like, well, I really don't want to go to the left, but if everybody else is going to the right, I'm going to go to the left yeah. because my whole thing is like, I don't want to be like anybody else. I don't, I don't want to try to copy anybody else. I am who I am. And I just want to walk in, in that power. And, um, so when it comes to physical education, you know, the PE teacher is usually one of the first people that are cut when the, the cuts come mm -hmm. because of finances and stuff like that in the public education system. And the thing is, I had a lot of PE experience just, you know, growing up and going to PE classes and it was always uh, sports centric and centered around sports, which that was okay for me because I'm a, I'm a, I was a big sports you know, kid growing up. That was, that was my life and stuff. But for me and my life experience is like, you know what? I'm just as important and those other physical education teachers out there in the world are to me just as important if not more important than the math teacher, the science teacher, the geogra geography teacher, because the whole thing is, if you take away movement, if you take away uh, physical education, um, you as a student, you as a human being, are never gonna be able to reach your full potential because science makes it very clear that movement is medicine. Movement is powerful. Movement is in our DNA. We were made, we have evolved to move. So in order for us to be as smart or as intellectual, as creative, as, as powerful as possible as human beings, we need that movement. We need to take care of our, our health and our fitness so that our brains can function the way they're supposed to so that you know our bodies feel the way they're supposed to feel. And so looking at a physical education class, I told myself when I got into this a couple years ago, my PE classes are going to be different. Mm -hmm. I am going to educate the next generation in regards to health and fitness and wellness and longevity. So I do everything in, in my power to educate my students. Yes, well, we don't really play a whole lot of games, but I'm, I'm going to educate them. And then what I t I've told my students in the past, I am here to educate you and I'm here to push you, to get you outside of that comfort zone. 
And so that's, that's really my goal because there's a lot of things I see within our culture um, in regards to the lack of movement, the, the lack of proper nutrition and all that type of stuff where it's, it's just, it's causing a lot of, of, of craziness. It's causing a lot of disease. It's causing a lot of issues. And um, those of us, physical education teachers, personal trainers, people that are in health and wellness, we have to realize and we really have to wake up and say, hey, you know, we have so much valuable information to provide and to give the world, especially the kids, especially the next generation, because they're the ones that are going to be the next presidents. They're going to be the next CEOs. They're going to be the next personal trainers. They're going to be the next, you know, police officers and firefighters and all of that. And it's like, we really have to grasp and understand we need to pour into the next generation. So Sean, you're hundred percent, right? My PE classes are not going to be normal. They're never going to be normal because I'm not normal and I'm never going to be normal. So that's awesome. We need more <laughs> acquaintance in the world for sure. Yeah. Well, you know, you were an amazing leader. I mean, there, there are so many awesome, passionate talking points in that um, talk there. That was great. The kids are lucky to have you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that, Sean. That's really cool. So you're going to be going from uh, younger kids to high school now. Mm-hmm, correct, so, correct. And you're doing a strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Wow. So what would that look like for those high schoolers? Yep, that's a great question. And that's a question that when I was uh, going through the interview process for for the new school that I got hired at the Vanguard school in Colorado Springs um they they asked me they said you know what what is if if you were going to teach a strength and conditioning class what would that look like and so I appreciate you asking that question Sean and so here's my whole thing we in life and but you know more generally speaking we're going to be we're talking about health and fitness in in life and in in health and fitness there has to be a foundation Mm -hmm. okay we cannot build anything, okay, that is going to be lasting in life without a foundation. So I take that with my personal health and fitness, and I take that with my kids' personal health and fitness. So a strength and conditioning class for me is uh, most kids, especially the older kids, they move horribly. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take my students, and I have a great connection in Colorado Springs um, with, a, with a young lady that's a, a doctor of physical therapy, um, Paige, and uh, God willing, she's going to come to the school and she's going to take uh, my students through some assessments and stuff, so then I'm going to kind of be able to break them up into categories and work yes. with them kind of like that individually. Um, but outside of that, my biggest thing is like the squat, okay, mm-hmm. an air squat. That, that's where we're, that's, that's, that's we're going to start. Mm-hmm. We're going to start with air squats. And I'm going to have these kids kind of, you know, just go through some of these body weight movements like squat, lunges, um, things of that nature where I can really analyze and look at their movement. And we're going to build out the strength and conditioning class from that. Because if a student cannot do an air squat properly or at least to a decent level, they will never step foot with me into the weight room yeah. and have a load on their back. Okay. So smart. I mean... I'm going to let you finish that, but um, as a trainer, I mean, the first thing ethically you should do is assess the Absolutely. movement patterns. And if there's a, a opportunity, you address that first before you load it. Absolutely. You learn that from Gray Cook and Pavel and anybody else in FMS. Mm-hmm. You don't have people move bad. Exactly. You move well and exactly. move often. For sure. Well, good for you for doing that. Yeah, yeah. And so I really want to and am going to, at, at the Vanguard School, lay that foundation with these kids because, you know, this, this goes back to an experience I had with my elementary kids a couple years ago. You look at, let's say, a, a, a child that is maybe in preschool or kindergarten. It's so amazing to see them. You know, I'll have, I'd have kids when, you know, they were trying not to fall asleep when I was boring them with the quotes and all the health talk or whatever. But sometimes they would, they would be in that, like, that Asian squat, right, mm-hmm. where their, their butt is, like, touching their calves. And I'd look over by dude, I was like, oh, that's beautiful. Like that, mm-hmm. that's, those are the type of positions that we should be able to get in with, with, without any effort as, as human beings. Right. And so I saw this with these kids, but then, I mean, and then, so I, I, when I was, it was like K through fifth grade, I'd have the, my kindergartners and then you could just see the, uh, the degrade degradation of, of like those positions and the movement as you got older and then working with the middle school and like the freshman this last year, it's like, you know, I'd have these kids, you know, my warmups are always, in, uh, always body weight, you know, the jumping jacks, air squats, burpees, things of that nature. And I mean, some, some of these kids that are 
10, 11, 12, 13 years old, I mean, I mean they, can't, they, can't, they cannot do an air squat. They, they can't get to depth. They, I mean, they, it, it's unbelievable. Like, their knees are caving in. Oh. You know, they're coming up on their toes. So, so I am going to lay that foundation through um, body weight movements. There's going to be assessment. And then once we get to a certain point and I feel comfortable with that, that basic foundational uh, movement of my students, we'll go into the weight room and, and we'll kind of take it from there. But everything needs to start with those basic foundational human movements and once we kind of build that then we will think about and discuss um, weight bearing and things of that nature I really believe with especially with kids simply using body weight movements and exercises because most of the kids aren't doing hardly any type of movement the movement that they are doing is coming through sports a lot of the sports coaches you know, they're not personal trainers. They, they don't have a four-year bachelor's degree in exercise science like I do. They, they don't know all this stuff. So they're just, you know, the kids are landing wrong. They're not in athletic positions. They're cutting. You see all these ACL tears, especially mm-hmm. in young girls. That's why I'm consulting with um, this PT in Colorado Springs page and just asking her on um, what can I what can I do in regards to like warm-ups and things of that nature to prevent this type of stuff. Because I feel like I'm coming in. I feel like the Vanguard School hired me really to kind of take the strength and conditioning program and the and and uh, things of that nature kind of to that next level because of my expertise and, and, and my knowledge and my life experience. And, and that's what I'm excited about doing because a lot of these kids um, out there, not I'm not specifically speaking in regards to the school I'm at now, but just kids in general are going through these injuries that they shouldn't have to because so many people are, are pushing them in a direction that they shouldn't be going because there's there's no foundation. Yeah. These parents, a lot of them, they're pushing their kids to, you know, try to be this NFL athlete and all that. It's like your 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 son can't even do an air squat. Mm-hmm. Your son can't even do a, a walking lunge. Your your son can't even do a push-up. Like you keep pushing your child in that direction, they're they're gonna they're going to have injuries. Yeah. I remember a girl when I was in high school I think she blew out her ACL three or four times in high school. In high school, and and, and like a, it was like a. I mean, she would recover. I mean, I, it's a pretty extensive recovery, so maybe ten months. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's you know eight to ten months to mm-hmm. fully recover from an AC ACL injury. You know, and uh, so she would recover and then she would blow it out, and then eventually it's like I think after probably the, I think it was the third time she she you know she she. She couldn't play sports anymore because yeah. it's just like. But I see that stuff and it breaks my heart because it's like there's so much and we can't we can't pre- we can't like you know prevent all injuries and all bad Certainly, stuff yeah. and things like that. But I really feel like as adults, people that are teachers and coaches and things of that nature, trainers, it's our responsibility to do everything that we can in our power to help these kids move the best that they can and and really lay that foundation in their lives. That's so awesome. And I'm totally with you. Um, most of my training I do is body weight based. And Absolutely. then if it goes well, we load it, usually with a kettlebell for or sure. whatever it is. And it works great for myself. And anybody of any age benefits mm-hmm. from that. And I'm so glad to hear you approaching it that way too. That's that's really awesome. Cool, cool. <laughs> so that's a strong passion for fitness. <laughs> I love it. Well, speaking of that, what got you into fitness and training? Great, great question. And I really appreciate you asking me this, Sean, because fitness has been in my life. Uh, since the summer going into my fourth grade year, specifically uh, weight training, uh, a gentleman by the name of Ralph Kroger, he just passed away in the, in the spring, but he was a former Mr. California uh, bodybuilder, a former Mr. Natural Universe. And my mom and dad had two businesses um, on uh, Main Street in, in Cherokee, Iowa. That's, that's my hometown. And, uh, you know, it was kind of summertime and we, we were, myself, my younger brother, were, Brett, were kind of bored and, you know, just kind of probably being a little annoying at, at my parents' shops and stuff like that. And my mom, you know, amazing, amazing woman. And, you know, we'd probably be just sitting there eating uh, zebra cakes and watching, I don't know, The Simpsons or something. And she's like, all right, we're going to take, I'm going to take you boys over to uh, Victory Gym to, to Ralph Kroger and, and have him set you up on a lifting program. And she did that. And, uh, Basically, the rest is history. I, I was bitten by the iron bug, and, and Ralph was a, a strong Christian man, a, 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 a great influence. He was definitely someone to follow, and, and you know, my brother kind of fell off after, after a while. Um, but 
you know, I, I, I've always been somebody that, you know, kind of wants to do the right thing. And, and when somebody teaches me to do something, I want to do it right and kind of follow the, the routine or the plan. And that's what I did. And, and Ralph really, uh, you know, took a, took a liking to me. It got to the point where, you know, Ralph would step out to, you know, go get groceries or something because he lived in the back of the gym and, you know, the phone would be ringing and, you know, I would, I would answer the, the, <laughs> the phone and, and, you know, I, I, I was so like just engrossed in the lifting weights and I, I just loved it so much. And I got a lot of positive reinforcement, encouragement from the adults there. Cause I, you know, there was no other, you know, kid in fourth, fifth, sixth grade, you know, at, at the gym lifting weights. And I was just so dedicated and, you know, all these things. And so there's just a lot of positivity and, and positive feedback for me. And that obviously in life, once you get that positive reinforcement, that encouragement from people, it, it kind of, you know, pushes you to kind of keep moving in that direction. Yeah. And so um, I, I just continued to, to lift weights. And, and like I said, you know, started answering the phones and, and Ralph kind of took me under his wings and just really, you know, always gave me compliments because I was very anal about doing the movements right. And mm-hmm. he taught me the right way and things of that nature. And so um, so it got kind of to the point where we'd go like, let's say on vacation or we'd be going down to Des Moines, Iowa to see family or something on the weekend. And I would work out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I always take Sunday off, you know? And uh, so we'd be gone. So I'd be, I'd be gone on Saturday, you know? And, and so I, I, I would leave a note. If I didn't get to see Ralph like on Friday after I got done working out, um, I would leave him a note and just say, Ralph, I'm not gonna be in tomorrow to work out we're going down to Des Moines to see family or whatever we are doing, but I will make sure that I get my workout in on Saturday somewhere else and I'll see you on Monday. Like, and, and so there was just a relationship built there, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it, it's just, just even thinking about Ralph right now. I mean, it's, you know, God used Ralph Kroger to pass the gift of fitness onto me. And, and it just, it means so much to me because fitness is, it's, it's, it's been, it's been my life. It's been such an amazing outlet for me. And it's been there for me through a lot of crazy times in my life. Mm -hmm. And so God used the gift. God used Ralph Kroger to give me the gift of fitness. And we'll get into this in a minute. And so now, you know, it's my passion, my heart to take that gift of fitness and pass it on to the next generation. And then you know, it just kind of evolved from, from Victory Gym, you know, playing varsity sports, playing uh, a year of college football, you know, lifting weights and, and fitness has always been there. Um, but that that's kind of where it all started with Ralph Kroger, Victory Gym, Cherokee, Iowa, summer going into my fourth grade year. That's beautiful. I am, that's very moving. He has such a good mentor and mm. uh, that's a great story. Uh, so you grew up in Iowa. I did, yeah. All right. I yeah. thought South Dakota for some reason. So well, I went to I went to college. Uh, my second college where I graduated from was uh, the University of Sioux Falls, which is in South Dakota, and then I lived there in Sioux Falls for about seven or eight years. Okay, so, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would go visit uh, Iowa quite often. I grew up in Omaha, so. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I, I Now that you say that, I vaguely remember. There's been so many guests yes. since your episode, but I do vaguely remember you saying that. Yeah, so. hardworking mm-hmm. people. For sure. That's yeah. that's kind of what everybody says about the good old Midwest is that we're, we're hardworking people. We have that kind of that work ethic, which that I take pride in it because that's, oh, sure. that's something that's definitely lacking in uh, – some areas uh, in our in our culture in our country, but yeah. hard work is is definitely definitely a valuable tool. So. Yeah, I think it suited you well, very well. Well, um, natural segue. What got you in? I think I know the answer into uh, PE. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm I'll be 32 here in a couple weeks, Sean, and and my my 20s um, were just so full and so wild and crazy. I had so many life experiences, which I'm so thankful for, but. Um, my freshman year in college, like I kind of my whole thing was like, okay, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to, you know, get a degree so I can be a personal trainer and then I'm going to own my own gym. Okay. Cause it's like, you know, Ralph was my mentor. And I was like, dude, he lives in the back of the gym. That's so cool. Like that's <laughs> kind of like the, the extent of kind of like my thought process at that age. I'm going to become a personal trainer. I'm going to own my own gym. Well, I did, um, I did some mentoring, you know, when I was like in high school and stuff and, and, I know it's God just working in my life, but there's always been different seasons of my life where I was around kids doing some some sort of mentoring, some sort of like teaching and just pouring into that next generation. So at some point, 
um, I, I was like, well, maybe I think maybe I want to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. So I actually took introduction to education as a as a as a freshman at Central College in Pella, Iowa. And, you know, I was just wild and crazy. And I, I was also taking my exercise science class. And I was like, ah, eh, you know, screw this. I'm, I'm just going to be a personal trainer, own my own gym. So but but it's just kind of interesting looking back on my story, Sean, that you know, there was some sort of seed in my mind where I actually signed up and took introduction to education as a freshman. Anyways, life happens, all kinds of different jobs and different experiences throughout my 20s. I enlisted in the Navy uh, several years ago and signed a four-year contract. Long story short, I got discharged for, for medical stuff. And I remember, uh, you know, I had my bachelor's degree. Um, and, you know, I remember the, the chief and one of the petty officers, you know, called me into their kind of like their office or whatever and, you know, said, you know, they're going through the discharge process, all this different stuff. And, you know, you've got a degree, Quentin, you know, what do you want to do? And I was just like, you know, I had a lot of time to kind of think um, at a certain stage in, in boot camp. And I was like, you know, I want to I'm going to be a PE teacher and, and things like that. And they're like, cool, you know, you, you can do that and, and things of that nature. So I got out some more experiences. Um, but. And, and, and for me, Sean, like my, my faith um, plays a big role in my life mm -hmm. and I cannot deny what God has done in my life. So in sharing this, I, I cannot not talk about God and him just kind of, you know, working in my life. So when I get got discharged from uh, boot camp, my older half sister got a hold of me and said, hey, Quentin, my dad, which... That's not my dad. That's her dad and my older half-brother's dad, um, you know, is, is starting to, to lose his memory and things of that nature. And we, we're going to get him tested for Alzheimer's. Would you be willing to come down here and uh, be his afternoon caretaker, take him to the Y so he gets his walks in and things of that nature? I needed some money and I didn't want to be in Cherokee, Iowa, living at mom and dad's uh, house mm -hmm. <laughs> as a, as a uh, older 20-year-old. Uh, and, and so... I, I went down there and, and, and went through that experience. And, uh, you know, I, I started, you know, thinking about more like being a PE teacher and, you know, trying to figure things out. And kind of that season ended. We had to put my uh, sister and brother's dad into a care facility on a reasonably short amount of time because his, his disease um, just, you know, uh, went so fast and, and mm -hmm. things of that nature. And then my, my older half-brother lives out in Colorado Springs, and he said, Quentin, um, him and his wife and their family are involved in real estate. And they, at the time, owned a couple um, apartment complexes. And they said, Quentin, pray about uh, moving out here. We have an opening in one of our apartments. Uh, we, we think you'd be a good fit. So I prayed about it. And um, I really felt like that's what God wanted me to do. And I'm super free-spirited. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wanderlust. And I don't like to be in one place for too long if, if I can, if I can help it. Mm -hmm. So, um, I really felt like God wanted me to come out to Colorado Springs. I moved out there and it's like, you know, I, I moved out here. I was working, uh, at Walmart and this, I, I've got to share this, Sean, because this is, this is just, th this is, this is some powerful stuff. And I know this is going to be really encouraging for some people that are listening. Sometimes in life, we got to do what we got to do to pay the bills, sure. right? Yeah. And I've had a lot of jobs like that and, and been a lot of, in, in a lot of situations, a lot of it because of, because of myself and just, you know, some of my immaturity in my 20s. But, you know, I worked at Walmart after I trans quit football and transferred from Central College to the University of Sioux Falls. That summer, going into my sophomore year of college, I got a job at Walmart as as a cart pusher. Mm -hmm. So the guys out there in 95 degree weather, the guys out there in the blizzards that are collecting the carts... That, that's what I did. Fast forward, um, so that would have been uh, when I was 19. Fast forward to when I was like, I don't know, it's been a couple years ago, so 28, 29, something like that. You know, I really felt like, you know, uh, as my sister and I kind of saw her dad, you know, his disease kind of just getting worse and worse and the time was going to come to put him in a facility, you know, and that was my source of income at the time. I was like, you know what, I, I, you know, I, I, th I think I need to kind of get something else here. I felt like God just said, Quentin, I want you to humble yourself and I want you to go back to Walmart. I was like, oh, dude, like, no, man. And not, not just go back to Walmart as like a cashier or working in the sports department. I want you to go back to Walmart and push carts. Okay, I have a four-year four year degree, okay? Mm -hmm. I, you know, just got discharged from the Navy, you know, all this different stuff. And I'm like, and, and, I, I, and I knew... That that was that I knew that was God just speaking to my heart. 
So I humbled myself. I walked in in shorts, t-shirt for the interview and stuff, whatever. I got hired, had, had a, had a, you know, great experience there and, and things of that nature. Well, when I moved out here, I transferred from the Walmart in Des Moines that I was working at to the, to one of the Walmarts on 8th street out in Colorado Springs. Okay. So, and my brother, you know, like I said, he builds houses there in real estate and things like that. He, he said, you know, you could come work for me a little bit, you know, and things of that nature till something gives. Well, if anybody knows me, I, I'm not, I'm not uh, a landscape guy. I'm not a mechanic. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I know what I'm good at, that type of stuff, like that type of manual labor thing. That's not me. Okay. Uh, that's why I went to go to college so I could be like a personal trainer and own my own gym and, you know, work out and hang out. But anyways, so if I didn't have that job with Walmart when I transferred out here, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to pay my bills. Right. Okay. And that was God, you know, working in my life to really humble me, to really give me another life experience around the type of people that work at Walmart and just, you know, some of the people that come to Walmart. It was just a very humbling teaching experience. I'm so thankful for it. But while I was pushing carts for, for eight hours a day and stuff, you know, I, I was just like, Quentin, you, you've got to, because I'm a passionate guy, Sean, mm-hmm. and, and, and I've always felt from a very young age, like, you know, God has given me these great gifts and talents and abilities, and, 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 and my desire is to use those, those talents and those gifts and, and abilities, you know, to, to pour into people, to serve people, to help people, and, and this has always been in me, and I, I, but, you know, it's, it's just kind of been hard for me to kind of find my niche or kind of find that right car to jump in and drive so that I can positively impact the world. But I've always felt different. I've always been different. I've always felt like there's there's more. And I'm just like, you know, pushing carts. I'm thankful for the money and all this stuff. And But I'm just like, Quentin, there's more to life, man. You have more to give. So long story short, I knew that there are programs out there. If you already have a bachelor's degree, you can go through these programs to become a teacher. Mm-hmm. I asked my mom because I was working, uh, you know, full-time at Walmart at the time. And then, you know, helping my brother here and there. And so I asked my mom, I said, mom, can you please try to find, you know, a program here locally in Colorado Springs, the area that I could get into so that I could become a teacher? Because that desire to pour into the next generation, to, to pass on that gift of fitness to the next generation was just, it was burning inside of me. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, I've, I've got to get into this thing. So my mom found uh, this program through Colorado Military Academy, the, 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 the school that I've been teaching at for the last two years. And it was, you know, that, that uh, a program to where um, you had to be working in a school. And if you were, you could enter that program with your bachelor's degree. And then you could get your uh, state licensure in Colorado be, to be a teacher. And it's, this is so, it's just mind-blowing because the day before, the day before I was, I was, I was uh, going uh, to a Bible study and I called up my mom because I'm, I'm a realist, Sean, mm-hmm. okay? Like a lot of people like to kind of live in this like, woo-woo fantasy like kind of idealistic world like i'm like okay if that works for you great but i'm i'm a realist like there's reality like bills have to be paid you know sometimes things happen sometimes things don't but let's just be real here like let's cut all the crap and that's kind of how i am just a straight shooter so the day before um my mom uh you know i was talking to my mom on the phone i was just being real i'm like mom like I'm tired of living paycheck to paycheck. Like I'm tired of working at Walmart. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm tired of moving rock and pulling weeds at my brother's you know, location where he's building these houses. Cause dude, like I can't ride, drive a backhoe. Like, you know, you, <laughs> you, you wouldn't want to pay me money to drive a backhoe yeah. or anything like that. I mean, I'm more of like a hazard at that type of a place than, than help, you know? And yeah. so I was just like, kind of just pouring out my heart to my mom. Cause she's my best friend. And that's, she's kind of like that outlet for that. Literally the next day. Okay. I had I, I believe I had sent out an email to, to Colorado Military Academy and, and um, you know trying to get into this program and things like that. Literally the next day after I was just like, Mom, I've got to move back home and I've got kind of got to reset here. The next day I get a call from uh, the elementary um, principal at the time saying, Hey Quentin, we've got a, a fourth grade a teacher assistant position. Would you be interested in that? Wow. So the thing is, you know, I was, you know, emailing back and forth the people at people at CMA and things of that nature. And they, they were telling me that you have to be working at a school to be in this program. Well, here's the open door. I can go to CMA. I can be a fourth grade TA 
And, you know, I don't, I don't have to have any license or anything for that. And then I can enter into this program to get my full Colorado State teacher licensure. And so that's what I did. So at charter schools, it's really unique. And I didn't know this, but this is, again, just God just, you know, working in my life and opening up amazing doors. Um, I didn't realize at charter schools, like you don't, you don't have to have like a state license to be a teacher at a charter school. I did not know So that. because I had my bachelor's degree in exercise science and the elementary PE teacher, um, um, you know, at the end of the semester, she left the school. All I had to do was obviously get hired. And then I had to pass um, a praxis test, which is like a, an education um, test for kind of like the, the type of education, like if you're going to be English, PE, science, like you have to pass like a specific praxis test to teach in that specific area. So they said, we'd love to have you be the elementary PE teacher if you're interested. I'm like, absolutely interested. I love that. And I went, I passed my praxis test. So that's how I became uh, the elementary PE teacher that second semester at Colorado Military Academy. And then through the uh, uh, December of last year, I completed my licensure. And then in January, I was uh, officially awarded my Colorado State um, teacher licensure, my initial license. And, and so that's, that's how I got into teaching. That's how I got into being a PE teacher. Um, it is just, you know, that, that desire to pour into the next generation, that, that fire and passion for youth and for fitness. And then, you know, just continuing to, to put one foot in front of the other and uh, allowing God to, to do his thing. That's beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what a path. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's crazy, Sean. Like, I look back on my life, and, and um, I've had so many, like I've said several times, wild and crazy life experiences. I, I lived in inner city Detroit for almost a year and worked with uh, youth at the downtown YMCA and done a lot of work with youth on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, which is Shannon County, which is one of the counties on that reservation, is one of the poorest counties in the United States. Um, so I've, I've had a lot of, you know, experiences as, as a young man, um, but I'm so thankful, you know, for this opportunity to be in a, in a public school setting and to, you know, again, pass on that gift of fitness to the next generation and be a leader in that. Wow, that's great. The Vanguard School is going to be very happy to have you on board. And, and I'm super happy to, to be there. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing school. I believe, if I remember correctly, last year they were ranked second in the whole state uh, in, in regards to education, and they, they take their education and their college prep um, very seriously. And I feel like it's going to be a great opportunity for me um, to network and connect with uh, you know teachers at a very high level and then also to take my teaching and my personal growth to the next level. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, hats off to you for finding the opportunities and making the most of each one. Thank of those. you. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, I'm gonna switch topics just a little bit. Mm -hmm. So you have a top 50 fitness podcast on iTunes. I I, I do, and I was just informed uh, um, about that this morning. Um, somebody that I've been in contact with that that is. Um, just, you know, podcasting hard himself and, and has a lot of insight in the podcast world, uh, sent me a text message and just say, said, hey, uh, did you know that you have a top, uh, you know, fitness and, and, and health top 50 podcast on iTunes? I said, I, I didn't know that, and but but thanks for letting me know. So That's that, that so was cool. uh, super, super <laughs> exciting. Yeah. I mean, that is, did you ever think starting a podcast, you would be in the top 50 for this. And well, bigger question, what got you into starting the podcast? Yeah, that, that's, that's a great question. And, and again, thank you for asking that because um, the whole podcast world is something I'm very passionate about as well. And the more conversations that I have through my podcast, I'm, I'm, I'm gaining more passion and more fire for it. So um, when I was out in Detroit, Michigan, I, I started listening to, to podcasts. And, um, you know, that just kind of when I moved back to South Dakota after Detroit, kind of gained more momentum with listening to podcasts. And I was like, it was just like a, a new world to me. And there was so much uh, value for me and like listening to these, you know, high level, um, you know, fitness people and coaches and trainers and entrepreneurs. I'm like, these people are literally giving me kind of the tools and the information that made them successful. Just just. Through, through this podcast and I've, mm -hmm. I've gained so much knowledge and information that can continue learning through podcasts and, and I'm very aware and very confident in the gifts like I've mentioned before that God has given me 
I, um, I, I believe that I have a, a great gift of, of speaking and, you know, sharing my mind and sharing my heart and, and, um, you know, being able to, to, uh, kind of, uh, just relay that to other people. So I'm listening to these people. I might do like, I, I could do that. I believe I could do that at a very high level. And, and so it kind of just kind of continued to form and continue to form in my heart. Like, man, I want to do this podcast. Well, to shorten the long story, when I moved out here to Colorado Springs, again, kind of going back to, I'm a different dude. I'm always going to do it different. I'm not trying to copy other people. I, I, I'm just, I'm just going to go in a, in a different direction. Kind of my thing is I'm just a kid walking down a different path. So I listen to all these different um, podcasts and a lot of them are over like Skype or something like mm-hmm. that. I'd be listening to a podcast, the interview, conversation, discussion would be great. All of a sudden, internet connection would go whack and you would lose it and, or it would be staticky and all crazy. And I'm like, dude, like this is so annoying. So I said, okay, here's the deal. When I start my podcast, I am going to do all of my, at the time I called them interviews, I now call them conversations, but at the time I called them interviews, I'm going to do all my podcast interviews in person. Yeah. That eliminates a, you know, a internet malfunction that eliminates all this crazy technology stuff. And so that's what I, I, I purposed in my heart and decided I was going to do. And, you know, I was like, all right, Colorado, a pretty amazing state for health, uh, fitness, wellness, longevity, everything that I'm into and passionate about. And I, I, I just told myself, I said, Q, there is no better place than where you're at right now. If you're going to start a podcast, you, you, you need to start it in Colorado. You need to start it now, yeah. like today. So I did my research. I got myself uh, a little blue snowball mic from uh, uh, Best Buy for like 70, 80, 90 bucks, whatever it was. I had a, a laptop from, from Colorado yeah, from Military school. Academy, yeah. okay, because I didn't have my, uh, my I, I did have a, my own laptop, but it wasn't, it wasn't that great or whatever. Um, but I had the laptop from the school, and I knew that, that the school's laptop was better than mine because they had like all the antivirus stuff downloaded. It was high speed. I'd been using it, you know, the previous year. So I've got, like, I've got a great laptop. I bought myself a mic. I'm going to plug the mic into uh, the laptop. Dude, like I, I don't know nothing about technology like you know i'm just very just like you know uh just kind of low-key with all that just like you know i can text i can receive text i can figure a few (laughs) things that i can type on a on a computer laptop things like that but just very minimal in my knowledge so i got it to the point where it's like okay i got audacity downloaded that's going to be where like kind of i can record and then i came across podbean it's free so of course i'm going to use that hosting site and I'm just, I kind of got, got it to that point to where I could click play. Um, I could click pause, then I could upload it and send it out into the world. Like, and that's kind of still where I'm at, you know, people, some, cause sometimes people are like, uh, do you, do you edit your episodes? I'm like, no, I was like, I, I don't. And, and what I, and what I tell them and probably what I told you, and, and this is the truth, but there's a little backstory to it mm-hmm. that, you know, what I tell my guests is like, I like to keep it raw and real. So I know when when you were on on my podcast, we were in this same room in the living room here at, at your place, and your your dogs were chewing on bones. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yep. And you could you could hear that in the recording. Now, you know, some people might be annoyed by that, but for me, I I appreciated that. I've learned as I've gone through all these podcasts conversation experiences and being the free range fitness podcast or going anywhere, any place, anytime, all that type of stuff. I've, I've, I've learned that dogs chewing on their bones and your one dog was like, while I was asking you questions, we were conversing was like up on my crotch, like trying to like, you know, <laughs> I don't know, kisses. lick me or yeah. give me kisses or something. <laughs> but I've learned through this experience, Sean, that this adds authenticity yes. to my podcast, to my guest, to me. It's real life, man. Yeah. So I, I've, I've loved that. But the backstory, Sean, is I don't know how to edit, man. I, I was like, dude, I, I don't know how to do all this stuff. Like, that's too much. Like, I, I just got it to the point where I can, again, record and send it out. And, and that's kind of like where I've kept it. And, you know, we're, we're going to continue to take this to, to, to the next level. But honestly, I... I 
I don't I don't want to I don't want it to be edited. No, I, I, I like it. I like, I like it. your minimal approach. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I'm a minimalist myself, and so I really appreciate you show up a laptop, a school laptop, yep. your microphone. We sat down, two yeah. dogs, two bones, two guys talking. Yep, yep. It's, it's great. It's, it's beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> it's very and simple. and and I, and I really feel like a lot of my guests. I'm, I'm gonna. I, I want to be. I want to. I want to make sure I'm. I'm speaking the right words. I know that my guests appreciate the realness, the authenticity of kind of how I'm presenting myself and how this platform is is an opportunity for them. Yeah. Because I listen to other podcasts and you know they're 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 too edited. They're they're too. They're just they're they're too professional. Mm-hmm. That's great for some people for some audiences. That's not me, man. I'm I'm not PC. I'm not quote unquote professional. I'm just I'm just again, I'm just a kid walking down a different path. I'm a minimalist, not too high, not too low, just going with the flow, just living life, trying to live life every single day as fully as possible. And and that's me and that's my podcast and it's my baby and I love it. And that's how I got into it. I got great value from podcasts. I said I could do this. And eventually I just stepped into it and went for it. And it's been almost a year that I started to be July 18th. I released my first uh, episode and that was just me speaking into my mic for like an hour and a half. Um, and then like the first, I think three or four episodes were just kind of me kind of just trying to figure out the mic and all that. And then um, my first guest was uh, last towards the end of, of uh, July last year. And then ever since every single episode I've got released um, 51. I've got, I think, five or six. I believe six kind of in the hopper. So I'm close to 60 um, episodes. And um, I had, I think, probably four conversations uh, last fall. But January is when I said, you know what, Quentin? You're going all in with this. And, yeah. and as you kind of know, I've just been grinding hard. The cool thing about being a teacher is we have spring breaks, we have summers off, we have Christmas breaks, Thanksgiving breaks. So and I always kind of need to be doing something. So this has quickly become kind of that outlet for me to um, just kind of grind hard and connect with people. And, and I'm definitely all in with the podcast now. It is so cool, man. And congrats. You're one week away from one year. Right. Yeah, That's I That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. That's really great, cool. For sure. I mean, I was number 11 um, out of the 51 that you have published already. Number 11, yep. Yes. You were definitely one of the one of the earlier ones. So. Yeah. Oh, and since then, uh, I know I subscribe to your podcast mm-hmm. and listen to them, and it's been really wonderful seeing and listening to your, your guests. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Brinkman was a lot of fun to listen to. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Andy... Uh, what is is a fellow for for you a, a fellow mountain man yeah and i i know i even mentioned i don't know if i mentioned you by name but i i referred to you in that episode because i was like as yeah. soon as he started talking about the mountains and stuff i was like dude i was like i've got this I, I, did i did i mention your you uh, by name you or mentioned not? by coil personal fitness so okay okay yeah. so I, I gave you i i shouted out your your instagram um uh handle but um yeah so i was just like i, I was as soon as he kind of we got the ball rolling um, with with Andy and he's talking about the mountains and I was like, dude, I was like, I got this other <laughs> guest. One of my first guests, he he's all into the mountains too, which 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 is really cool. So. Yeah, I, you know, and it's been great because you found guests that I often find relatable mm-hmm. and then educational. Right. Uh, yeah, like yeah. Uh, Leah K. Uh, Absolutely was fascinating. So I went mm-hmm. up hiring her and yeah, with her. yeah, so, I know that's it's it's so cool. Like how like I firmly believe if you're open to it, everything in this life is is intertwined some way and mm-hmm. somehow and that's something that I've really been sharing with with myself internally and with other people is like if you if if you always have your eyes your ears and your heart open as you are living your life like there are opportunities every day for us to learn and mm-hmm. to connect with other people every experience again if you're open to it every experience in life Sean is an opportunity to learn. And I get to learn, like I tell my mom, like when I'm talking to her, cause I get so, there's such a high that I get when I have these in-person podcast conversations with my guests. Like when I, when I walk out of wherever I'm walking out of, when I get done meeting with them for the podcast, like, like I have like a high yeah. because most of these conversa- conversations are very stimulating. They're intellectual. They're deep. They're next level. These people have done the deep work. They're into fitness like me and I, and I get so fired up. But what I tell my mom, Sean, is that I am literally, it feels like, and what I believe is like I'm sitting in 
like a master's degree course in college mm-hmm. in front of these people, in front of these guests, but it's like, it's for free, man. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, it's, it's like these, these, these people like yourself and all these guests that I've had, they, they have these degrees and they have all these experiences and these certifications. And I mean, some of these, some of the, some of my guests are, you know, uh, social media influences. They've got thousands of followers. Oh, they've yeah. got this business and they've got this gym and it's just so mind blowing. And some of these places that, you know, I meet my guests, like some of these high rise buildings in downtown Denver. I, I spend a lot of my time in Denver podcasting and, you know, or, or these really fancy apartments. I dude, I'm like this, like, I'm just like this little kid from Northwest Iowa. And I'm like walking into this high rise building in downtown Denver to, you know, uh, have a podcast conversation with a, a medical doctor with a, a, a focus in hol- holistic medicine. I'm just like, dude, like thinking in my head, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing here, yeah. but I'm going to step into it because I know I'm supposed to be here. And it's such an amazing experience. And these people, all of you are so beautiful. You have so much to offer. And I get, and my listeners get to, you know, receive your guys' stories, receive your experiences, receive your information. And, and it's, it's just podcasting and specifically the way that I'm doing it. It's, it's such a powerful medium and, um, it, it just really fires me up and jacks me, jacks me up. And, and to see, you know, somebody like you, it, it warms my heart and it just, it, it, it just encourages me so much to see somebody like you, Sean, who you've done such a great job, you know, building kind of like your online presence and then also doing the in-person training mm-hmm. and, and then have somebody like, like Leah, you know, she's absolutely just, you know, destroying the, the business world, the entrepreneurship, amazing girl. And, and to see, you know, two of my previous podcast guests now coming together and, and working in a, in like a, in a coaching, you know, environment and working together with business and stuff like that's just like, dude, like this is so cool and it's so exciting. And there's been some other interactions and connections with people. And, and like, I know I've taken your name and some of my other guests that um, I've really appreciated with some of my other guests that have podcasts or even people that haven't been, you know, um, guests on my podcast, but I know they have podcasts in the local area. I've, I've given out your guys' names, you know oh, what I mean? Cool. Cause like, that's a big thing for me is like, I want to promote my guests because you guys are special to me. You guys mean a lot to me. You guys are like family to me, even though most of my guests have met like one time, just a podcast, but for you guys to take time out of your schedule to meet with this kid from Colorado Springs, that's a school teacher. That's just got this, you know, passion, project hustle like for you guys to to meet with me and take time out of your schedule like it, it means so much to me and I can't really express it in words so like I've taken some of my podcast guests and said hey you know giving your names out to other people because I want your stories to be out there because you have so much to give so um the podcast again platform medium is very powerful and um I've gained so much personally out of it and I know that you know, as I continue to bring on these amazing guests, we are together as they share their stories, we are going to positively impact the world. And that's what it's all about. Yes, it is. Amen. Right. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <to> that. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah. It's like a pinch yourself kind of moment, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like uh, when I was on your podcast and I, I pinched myself to get to work with Patagonia and Pavel. Right, for sure. But look what you've created in this network of positivity mm. and people working together to make the world a better place. Right, right. And 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 Sean, that's and, and for anybody that's that's um listening to this this episode, that's what I want you guys to really take away from this and, and to understand is like you can try to live life on your own. You can try to put your head down and grind and push through and be like, you know, F the world, I'm gonna do it my way, I'm gonna do it by myself. Hey guess what? Listen to me. I've been there and I've tried to do that. And yeah, you can, you can make some head wave, head waves that way and, and things of that nature. But this world is, is so much more powerful and, and, and there's so much more opportunity for all of us if we realize that we need to work together. Yes. You know what I mean? Like when we come together in community and, and with that heart to work together, to serve together, to positively impact the world, like there's so much more that we can do together in community and in connection than we can on our own. So that's something that I just really 
have that feeling right now that somebody is listening to this and you're trying to do it on your own and you're, 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 you know, you're, you're trying to kind of be cool and, and just do it your way. Why, why don't you just humble yourself and start asking people for help? And why don't you just realize that you're going to accomplish a lot more and you have a lot more to give if you begin to work with other people? That's very true. And I've been guilty of that too, trying to uh, do it solo. And, right, uh, right. Yeah, you don't get so far. No. It doesn't feel as good either. You, you, can, you can get to a certain point, and, and there are people, Sean, that get far doing that, but, the, but I, I really firmly believe that when you get as far as you think you want to go by yourself, there's an emptiness. Yeah. Because we were made, or if you want to word it, we have evolved, we were evolved to have that interaction and that connection with other human beings. Yeah, if you go back into the human history, there's tribes, there's these cultures where we're, we're working together, we're living together, we're, we're moving forward together. And those people that separated, for, separated themselves from the tribes and those communities, they didn't last long. No, I have a really good quote for you from a mm. person I think you really admire. Okay. Uh, my friend Eric Frohart said this. He says, I am because we are. Absolutely. Former yeah. Navy SEAL, correct? Yes, sir. Yep. Yep. Purple yep. Heart. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great man. Mm. So that really rings really deeply. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's beautiful. It is beautiful. Well, um, I was going to ask you what set your soul on fire, but I think you just told us. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. The, the, thing, um, the thing that sets my soul on fire, Sean, is my two passions in life are fitness and youth. And that has been given to me very clearly by God, and, and that's, that's everything that I'm living for and everything that I'm pursuing and doing in my life mm-hmm. is to go back kind of to Ralph Kroger is to take the gift of fitness that was given to me and pass it on to the next generation. So I will, I will die in that pursuit is taking the gift of fitness and passing it on to the next generation. And, and, and again, I kind of already touched on this, but just to reiterate because it's so important to me and it should be important to all of us adults. We all have gifts, talents, and abilities that we have been given. Okay. Mm -hmm. Whether you believe in God or whatever you believe in, we all have been given gifts, talents, and abilities. What are we going to do with those gifts, those talents, and those abilities because they're not for us to hoard to ourselves and just to focus on ourselves. We have been given to give and I have been commissioned to give the gift of fitness to the next generation. And that's what lights me up. That's what sets my soul on fire. And that's what gets me up every day is, is to be that example, to, to be someone to follow. Oh, I love it. Love it. And that's your hashtag, be somebody to follow. That's, that's my hashtag. That's my, my quote. That's my mantra is to, be someone to fo- is to be someone to follow, not because I want anybody specifically or particularly following me, because if you listen to this podcast in link, you heard me say earlier, if everybody's going to the right, I'm going to go to the left because mm-hmm. I'm not following anybody. I'm not, I'm not trying to mold my life after anybody or try to be anybody else or copy. But what that be someone to follow means, Sean, is that... I want to live my life in such a way that if somebody, and this really, really specifically pertains to my kids as I teach them, I take very, very, very seriously my life and how I'm presenting my life and how I'm living my life in regards to being a teacher, being in front of kids, because Kids are so impressionable and you never know what you say or what you do, how that as a child is watching you, how that is going to impact that child, Mm -hmm. either positively or negatively. So I take very seriously, if I'm preaching it, I had better, I had better be living it. Yeah. If, if I am telling somebody to eat this way or to train this way or whatever I'm putting out into the world, I should be practicing it. Because I want a child to look at Mr. Q, or probably this year it's not going to be Mr. Q. This year it's going to have to be Mr. <laughs> Vars. But if, if one of my kids, you know, sees me outside of school and, you know, they see me, let's say, at King Supers and I'm asking somebody if they have the organic grass-fed beef, 92%, and they go back and they come back, check, you know, because they're out of it, you know, up front or whatever. And, you know, the person that went and checked on it says, sorry, sir, we don't have it. If, if I 
if I, if I lose my temper mm -hmm. or if I step outside of kind of being self-controlled and one of my students is there and they see Mr. Q or Mr. Vars, you know, acting in that immaturity, like that could have a super negative impact on that child. So I take, again, very seriously how I'm living my life. So going back to be someone to follow, I don't want people to follow me, but I want to live a life in accordance to what I'm teaching, to what I'm preaching, and to what I'm pursuing. And I, I, I want people, specifically my kids, to be able to look at my life and say, you know what, Mr. Q, Mr. Vars, he's teaching us this, he's preaching this, He's, he's living it. Mm -hmm. it's, in, it's all in alignment. It all adds up, man. Because you know, Sean, as well as I do, is I've gone through life, whether it be in a church setting, whether it be in a school setting, whether it be on a sports team, there are so many adults that I've had experiences with where they're teaching and they're preaching one thing, but then they're living another. Oh, yeah. That hypocrisy, man, mm -hmm. it can screw people up and it screwed me up mentally and, and I have to work through that. So be someone to follow. Not so that you can follow me, but so that you can realize like, you know, I'm doing the best that I can, you know, to present what I'm sharing, what I'm teaching, what I'm putting out in the world. And, you know, just one kind of, just to kind of knock the, the, the nail, you know, uh, home here. When I was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, I worked with a lot of Native Americans and uh, specifically youth. And I remember very specifically, Sean, one time um, we were, I think myself and, and a, uh, a friend or whatever, another adult had, had taken, you know, some of these kids, neighbor kids out to eat and we were bringing them back home. And there was a bar over by where, where we lived. And just because somebody's walking out of a bar doesn't mean they were in there drinking or sure. whatever. And, and I'm, I'm not saying anything against drinking or anything, but just hear me out in the context of what I'm sharing with a child with kids is that, you know, they, these, these, this uh, little girl looked over and saw a teacher of hers. Okay. Yeah. These, these are like elementary age kids, very young, very impressionable. And they, and also part of the story is they're coming from a home with alcohol, drugs, uh, there's, there's abuse going on, dad in and out of prison. So it's mm -hmm. just a very negative situation. So they're around all that, yeah. you know, very negative connotation to, to tied to all that type of stuff. This girl says, Oh, look, uh, I, I think she said her sister's name. Hey, so-and-so there's, uh, there's, there's so-and-so our, 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 our math teacher. Yeah. Okay. So right there, that was a very pivotal, a very pivotal seed planted in my mind where, okay. And, and it instantly broke my heart because at that time I was really, we were bringing these kids to church and just really trying to get them out of those negative environments and, and step into love and just experiencing kind of some more positivity and stepping into light and just realizing like your, your home environment isn't, it doesn't have to be this way. Mm -hmm. So here is an elementary teacher walking out of a bar. One of her students sees her walking out of a bar because of her life experiences. There's all, there's a negative connotation to, to that experience of seeing a teacher walking out of the bar. So like kind of, that's kind of like where everything starts for me in regards to being someone to follow and just taking my life and wanting other adults to take their life very serious all the time. So the way that I talk to you, Sean, is the way that I'm going to talk to my students mm -hmm. and vice versa. I see a lot of adults and we can, we can choose to live our lives however they want. This is, this is my story. This is the reason behind Be Someone to Follow. But a lot of times I'm around adults. And unfortunately, a lot of times, you know, with teachers, we're in the teacher lounge. And these teachers are dropping F-bombs. Mm -hmm. They're, you know, telling jokes that are, are just, they're just immature and ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And then they're walking into a second grade class and teaching these kids. Why, why do we talk differently, okay, as adults than we do when we're around kids? Now, I understand there's certain conversations and maturity levels and stuff with adults, and there's certain things that we have to talk about. I, I get all that. Like, don't take that wrong, but, but think about that. Yeah. So many times I'm around adults, and they're telling jokes. They're talking in an inappropriate way. They're quote-unquote professionals. They're school teachers, whatever. They're talking in just an immature way. Yeah. That you don't talk that way in front of your own kids. No, if you were if you were in a if you were in a in a in a school classroom, you're you're not going to use that language. Yeah. Be someone to follow. Hold yourself accountable. Hold yourself to a higher standard. Yeah. You know, what I mean, be mature. You know, take care take care of your business. You know, be somebody that a child can look up to. 
at all times. Yeah. Am I perfect? I'm not. Are you perfect? No. no. Are any human beings, are any of us perfect? Absolutely not. But we can be a lot more disciplined in living a life in regards to an alignment of, you know, our core values and maturity and just being, again, someone to follow. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's a noble, it's uh, consistent. It's just be the best version of yourself. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to borrow that hashtag and use it all the time. Hey, and, and please do because that's, that's my, the podcast hashtag. And it's, 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 I'm trying to build a, a community. I'm asking my um, audience to use that hashtag when they share, like, you know, episodes from the podcast on, on Instagram and Facebook stories because I really want to build that, that community uh, through that hashtag. So well, I love for it. Sure, yeah. Well, you know, to, to try and wrap it up here, I think, um, I want to divert people to you. I want, mm. I, don't, I want to direct people to you. Right, right, right. Um, so if you're looking to be on a podcast and I recommend working with Quentin on this, um, where can people find you? Thank you for, for the opportunity to share this, Sean. So if you want to find out more about the 127 Fit Podcast, which that's that's my podcast, if you want to find out um, kind of more about the guests that I have on, the, the best place um, to, to find out that information is Instagram. And that Instagram handle is at 127fitness. Again, that's at 127fitness. That is the podcast um, Instagram handle. If you kind of want to see, um, I'm a writer, like I mentioned earlier. Um, I put a lot of my writings and, and a lot of my deep inner thoughts and feelings and emotions uh, out there on Instagram uh, through writing. And that's uh, on my personal Instagram page, which that handle is at QVars. And then my personal Facebook page is Quentin Vars. And um, if you are listening to this and you want to reach out to me for, for any reason, um, just send me uh, a message on Facebook, add me as a friend, um, and then send me a message through Facebook or just send me a DM uh, through Instagram and I'll get back to you. If, if you're listening to this and you think you'd be a great guest or if you have some people in mind um, in regards to, to my podcast, you can just send me an email and that email is 127fit at gmail.com. Just give me a little information and then we'll, we'll go from there. That's awesome. And uh, I hope you guys all take note of that and follow through with that because Quentin's a great person to work with. And uh, he's also a great person to follow. Mm. So be, be, <laughs> Hashtag be someone to follow, yeah, right? <laughs> very true. Well, um, I, uh, it's been a, a real pleasure um, hearing your passions come out. Mm. Uh, the Vanguard School is lucky to have you. Those kids are going to be in very good hands. Right, right. And uh, I appreciate what you're doing for the world and making a better place. And, good man. and, and I, I appreciate you, uh, Sean, giving me the platform and the opportunity to kind of share, you know, my story. A lot of my listeners kind of hear, you know, tidbits as they listen to the, the podcast episodes. But um, just like I want to give a platform for my guests to share their story, I really appreciate you today giving me the platform to share my story. And, and I really appreciate, you know, your um, authenticity and you being real and you being someone to follow and you going out and pursuing your passions and your dreams and it's powerful stuff and thank you. Oh, thanks, man. I really mm -hmm. appreciate you saying that. For sure. Um, well, I hope to have you on in the near future and catch up with uh, what you're up to because yeah, you, who knows, man? Who you knows? are you're learning so much and you're <laughs> right. sharing so much and uh, your your stories on Facebook and Instagram are great and they're inspiring and cool. You're cool. definitely someone to follow. Um, so. With that note, um, thank you for checking out the engagement.com podcast. Hope you found this uh, insightful, inspiring. I know it's very inspiring for me. So uh, until next time, I'm your host, Sean Sewell, and take care.